If you have your Bibles with you today, would you turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Y'all are going to kind of have to bear with me a little bit this morning because uh, it's been a... uh, it's been an amazing week for me. Um, you ever have moments in time when there's a thousand things running through your mind and you're trying to say something that's really, really hard to put into words? Uh, I'll tell you that October 15th, 2015, about four o'clock in the afternoon, my wife's, bronco- my wife's pulmonologist came into the room and brought another doctor with him and told me and my wife that she had stage 3B cancer. It was a very, 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 very dark moment. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, it's one of those things that will uh, shake your world. Um, Uh, Some of you may know, most of you know that I work in hospice, and in my mind, the the news that I had gotten, it was devastating. Um, I knew that that kind of cancer, uh, life expectancy was about six months, and I thought my world was coming to an end. Move ahead five years. My wife is still living. And on October 15th of this year, she went to the doctor. And the doctor said, well, we've done the scans. We still don't see any cancer. We don't feel like there's any more need of treatment. My son... My wife went from there down to Mobile. And at 4.38, the one thing that she wanted more than anything else, and one of the greatest fears that she had was that she would never see her grandchild. At 4.38, my grandson, Caden Daniel Anderson, was born eight pounds, three ounces, 21 inches long. God is better than good, folks. God is better than good. Uh, Steve's been talking about new beginnings. And uh, I see people start the journey. I see them start the journey and then give up and uh, get discouraged. But I think what we've got to look at, folks, is where do we begin in our relationship with God? It doesn't start with us. Do you know that? It starts with Him. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to be jumping around, but I want you to understand something. This is hard, hard for me, but I want you to understand something. You've got to start somewhere, and it starts with the love of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 38. 
For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you start your journey with God, it starts with Him. It starts with His love. There's a problem that happens inside believers that we get focused on trying to be good. Have you noticed that? Did you grow up uh, every time you went to school, mom and dad, mom, mom, dad knew better. Mom would always say, Dan, be good. What she didn't realize is that was impossible. We live our lives trying to be good, but that's not what God is calling us to. A lot of people start their journey of faith and something happens along the way. Either they blow it, they make a mistake and throw their hands up, or something happens in the journey and they get overwhelmed and feel like God can't love me. If God loves me, then why did this happen? You ever ask that question? I think every single one of us have. God, if you really love me, you wouldn't let this happen. You know, as parents, we have a tendency to try and, and keep our children from pain, don't we? But that's not always the best thing to do, is it? Uh, imagine if, as a parent, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to let my child suffer at all. What would happen to that child? What kind of child would it become? Would it be healthy? Would it ever even learn to walk? Because what happens when a child learns to walk? They fall. Somehow we've gotten this idea that in the journey of faith that we are going to just get up and everything's going to be changed and we're going to be perfect. But that's not true, is it? Anybody here ever fallen? More than once? Many people start but give up. Sometimes we start and we think that God is somehow going to make everything easy. But that's not what he's here to do. We start with God's love. Why? Why do we start with his love? And understand something. Every person has a view of God. Everybody is a theologian. Did you know it? Theology is the study of God. And it's amazing, where do you start with your view of God? Imagine that God is a mean father. How are you going to live your journey if your picture of God is that God wants you to be perfect all the time? What if God is mean? How are you going to be relate to God if he's mean? If he know, if you make a mistake, man, I'm going to get you. Some people grow up with that God. Have you noticed that? And what happens when they grow up with that kind of God? 
You know, they've had a drug problem. They've been drugged to church, right? And then they turn to drugs. Because God is somewhat, is, is someone that's unaccessible. What if God is just, if he's just a perfect judge off in the distance, jumping on you every time you make a mistake? Are you going to want to be in relationship with that kind of God? No. See, where we start is crucial. If we start that God is love, what does that tell us? Because see, here's the thing. People start in their relationship with God, but when the one thing that the devil wants to attack more than anything else, you know what it is? Your view of God. He wants you to believe that you're unlovable. Do you know that? Because if he can convince you that you're unlovable, what's going to happen to your relationship with God? It's going to be paralyzed, isn't it? God, I blew it. What's the point? We start with God's love. Because God's love is the only safe place that we have. Have you noticed that? We start with God's love because we were created in love to love. What is our mission statement? If we don't feel loved, are we going to love others? No. You know, Steve and I were talking one time and he said, you know, the commands are to love God, love others as you love yourself. You know what? It dawned on me. I think most people love others about the same way they love themselves. Have you noticed that? If you don't love yourself, it's really hard to love somebody else. Because if you don't feel loved, what are you going to do? You're going to find a way to somehow be loved or give a reason to not be loved. Have you noticed that? Children do it all the time. If a child feels love, how do they grow? Are they, are they willing to take risks? Yeah, that's the reason why they learn to walk. That's the reason why they learn to crawl. Because they feel loved. They feel safe. They feel cared for. But if a child feels unloved, what will a child do? A child that doesn't feel love. How do they act? How do they respond? They will sacrifice anything and everything in order to gain the love that they think they need. Or they will find a way to justify their view. In other words, they will act out. They will show you. They'll give you a reason not to love them. Have you noticed that? Now, do people ever grow up? No. <laughs> Where do we start? We start with God's love for us. And we don't let go. Because what is the truth? What is the truth that we all need as human beings? We all need to feel loved. But what happens if bad things happen to us? What happens if bad things happen to us? And, we're, and we know that God loves us. 
You're still in Romans, right? We're going to back up. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Because I want you to understand something. For the believers in Paul's day, they were going through a hard time. Now, I know none of us ever go through a hard time. But they were going through a hard time. This is how Eugene Peterson translated this, starting in verse 18. He says, that's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pains. Those, these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what's enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. Hold on to this, y'all. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayers out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. Knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape our lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shapes of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. I want to give you good news. If you're going through a hard time, if life is hard, if it is painful, if it is a struggle, I want to give you some good news. Anybody want some good news if you're going through a hard time? You know what? You're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant. 
What does that mean? God is at work. God is moving. God is bringing to life something in your life and the lives of those around you that will blow you away. That's the promise. You may not see it here, but you will see it. That's the promise. And it is God who is at work in you in those hard times. It is Him inside you with those sighs, those groans, that pain. In the deepest, darkest moments, he knows you. He created you. He designed you. And he called you by name. He called you his own. That his love would be made manifest in you. Wow. Wow. I watched my daughter-in-law. She's been pregnant. And she would call my wife about mm, once a day (laughs) to talk about how miserable she was. Her feet were swelling. Oh, it's never going to get here. This is miserable, miserable, miserable. What would have happened if she never gave birth? God's love makes us pregnant. Did you know that? His work in our lives changes us. You see, church is not about being good. Does that make anybody else feel better? It's about a relationship with a God who loves us. That's what it's about. And can I tell you something? I agree with M. Scott Peck. Love doesn't happen until there's conflict. Have you noticed that? It's easy to love somebody when everything's nice, isn't it? It's easy. But when does love show up? Love shows up when it's hard. I never will forget when my wife looked at me when she was pregnant with Connor, my little boy. And looked at me and she said, I hate the way you breathe. I didn't know how to fix that. Love happens when it's hard. Love happens when it's painful. The relationship with God is not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of struggle. It's not the absence of suffering. The relationship with God is the relationship of His love 
for you even when you act unlovable. Do you know that? How do I know that? Because I've acted unlovable with God. But you know what? God has a way of taking our struggles and our battles and our hurts and our pains and changing them into something good. Five years. Five years. Almost to the hour. If you're going through a hard time and you don't know what to pray, you're hurting and you're struggling. Maybe you started out in your journey and man, you were gung ho and believed it was all about being good and you've fallen to the wayside because you can't be good. Maybe you've given up. Can I give you some good news? You're pregnant. Because God's love never stops. It never quits. God has no give up in him. He's called you by name. And he loves you. And what does he want from you? Your heart. Why? Because he loves you. So, if you're in a hard time, rejoice. You're pregnant. If you're going through a battle and a struggle, maybe you've thrown your hands up. That doesn't stop His love. His love is always present. Receive His love. Trust His love. And tell the devil what he is. He's a liar. Because there is nothing, 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 nothing that can separate us from his love. Because God never lets go. So I want to challenge you. Maybe... You grew up with the mentality, I'm supposed to be good. <laughs> Can I give you some good news? Nobody's good. Jesus said that. But the one who is good is the Father who loves you. And that never stops. Receive his love. Hold his hand. Walk with him and know that even when you don't know what to pray or how to pray, his spirit is working in you. And maybe you've been in a dark, dry place for a long time. That's okay. That doesn't stop his love. Receive his love. Walk in his love. And if you're going through a hard time, you're pregnant, but God's got something great coming for you because God wastes nothing and he loves you. Let's pray. Father, help us in our journey.
Help us. Father, I want to pray for those that have started the journey and felt like they failed. I want to pray for them to remind them of your love. That their sin is not greater than your love. That their failure is not greater than your grace. Father, I want to pray for those that are going through the valley. They're going through the battle. They're going through the struggle. Father, remind them that their battle, their struggle is pregnancy. Because when we go through those hard times, you take those hard times and turn them into something amazing. Father, help us to trust your heart. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for watching. We would love for you to connect with us online. On our website, you will find up-to-date information about everything happening around here. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please, download our free app on your smartphone or tablet. We are so glad you're here today. We hope you feel at home, and we hope you enjoy your friendship experience.